Bobcast with Old Bay Brigade, hosted by Rooster and the Villain. Alex, what's up, man? How's it going? Old Bay Brigade in the house. How are you? Not too bad, man. Just kind of riding the time out between these matches. It's a it's a lengthy stretch of schedule here with some broken spaces. Yeah, yeah. It's been a uh, an odd couple of weeks in NISA world. It's just kind of the games have evaporated. They're not coming in thick and fast anymore like they were in the beginning. Yeah, I mean the 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 scheduling is a kind of a mess with NISA. You've got you've got a team like the Bobcats that ran eight straight, and you've got what is it? Mich- Michigan Stars has one game. Or uh, sorry, three, three or four under their boot. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, the games in hand situation is out of hand in the Nisa table. <laughs> Definitely, I, I think that's something the owners will will fight about, and hopefully the owners will will argue for their clubs, and we'll see something happen here in the future. But I mean, just like any time anybody wants to rag on Nisa, you can rag on Nisa all you want. It's a it's a very very young system. And you can't expect that everything is going to work perfectly right away. Well, I so. sure as hell hope not because the league has some uh, some drama in the early going here with, with Valley United yeah. situation and Syracuse's situation. There's a lot of weird shit that's gone on. That's for, that's yeah. for sure, right? <clears throat> so, yeah. So right now in the in the East, you've got Michigan with five games. You've got Syracuse and Chatta with six. You've got Maryland with eight. And Flower City's got ten. Wow. And then you've got in the West, you've got – yeah. You've got six and six for Albion and Los Angeles. You've got seven for Valley. You've got eight for Cal U. And then you've got ten for Bay Cities. Technically, Valley United's only played one game. <laughs> I mean, there's six law. There's six losses on the table, and I got look. I don't know if you want to talk about that right now. You do you want to talk about that one right now? Uh, no, I think I think um, yeah, we'll save that one. Maybe maybe a little bit later in the pod, but I do yeah. want to get to. We have a bit of a an outline here, so why don't we just mm-hmm. jump into it? Um, so, how did you first hear about the Bobcats, and when did you start going to the game? So, this is uh, one of my favorite stories to tell people. So, my coworker Kevin that you've met um we're really good friends we were sitting around we were talking and i was talking about going to uh going to soccer matches going to see the u.s play stuff like that and he was like i'd always wanted to go and do live sports stuff but i've never really taken the time to do so and i said okay let's find a team to go watch and this was last september and i sat down and i went online and i just searched pro soccer and started looking and was looking at teams like Christos and and uh, Steel Pulse and Sure Sports. And I was like, none of these seem like real things. And then I happened upon Evan Ramist and the Bobcats. And I said to Kevin, let's go see a match. It's an hour and 20 minutes away. It can't, it can't hurt to go see something new. And we went and saw them play 1904 and they smoked 1904. And I was like, this is fun. The first match we went, we started ragging on uh, <clears throat> 1904, who sadly no longer exists. They're, they've become Albion San Diego. They had um, uh, peeling jersey numbers, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I their, their, kit numbers, their kit numbers were peeling off. Their names were peeling off. Everything was in different fonts. Um, we sat we sat behind their bench and literally just looked up facts about the year 1904 <laughs> and loudly stated them. Um, there was no crowd at all. It was like us and another family. I can't believe and you went to it and you're like, I want to come back to this. I So at the end of the match, we're standing there talking and the players started to come over. And going to U.S. matches and stuff like that, you don't often get that. And I was like, man, this really matters to this group of dudes who are just out here fighting for their life. To me, it's kind of like watching college sports versus watching professional sports. These dudes are fighting for their life and fighting for their livelihood. A lot of them are coming from situations where soccer is their out or soccer is their end-all, be-all success story. So – when I saw that they were, when I saw that they were happy to see somebody, it was kind of like a, just a personal drive. That's what drew me to soccer in the first place was the way that the players interact with the supporters groups. Definitely, definitely in Europe, and obviously something uh, that that now as Old Bay Brigade, you're starting to try to cultivate in in Maryland here. So, so how did going to that game? then turn into old Bay Brigade. I remember I was on some of the early email lists and there can't have been many of us, uh, but you were on there already. And I think you were involved pretty early. Well, it's funny. I had been to the first match. I went to another match and then I started interacting with Evan and the team on Twitter on my own personal account. And Evan responded one day and said, like, you should get in touch with Dan Creel from Night Say Nisa and just, Get in touch with him. Yeah. The the, The the church of Dan Creel. Yeah. yeah. I attend Um, weekly. So so when he directed me to Dan, I I reached out to Dan and we talked at the next match. And he was like, hey, I've got this web page set up. I've got this email list. I've got this Twitter. And I don't feel like running it. And I mean, if you've ever met Dan Creel or talked to him outside of Night Nisa, he doesn't like to interact with people. He's not a big people person. So when he was like, I can hand this off to this, this dumb. No, no, no. Outgoing. This dumb early 30s guy. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Then, then this is an out. And he handed it to me and I just, I, I started making memes and. Yeah, it was going a little slow. Last year, I went to a few games, and it was, you know, not a whole lot of us in that section. And now you've grown that sucker to about a consistent 10, 15, 20 people a game, which is better than last year. Yeah, it's growing. It's like a snowball effect. For me, it's when I see the same faces multiple times. So, like, this past week, or uh, at the Chattanooga game, we met at Doghouse prior to the match. I expected there to be at least a handful of Bobcats folks sure. with the Chatta folks that had flown in. And I walked into the restaurant and looked around and just saw a table full of blue kits. Oh, boy. And I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> you know, I, I was so thinking about out. it, though. Like, <clears throat> I think to you and I who have been following the team for a while, Chattanooga me- means a lot. But to these new folks, yeah. they, don't, they don't know Chattanooga's I, history. So I think – that was one of the best that was one of the best experiences I've had because I was just it was completely new people. And when I got to the got to the plex, we're standing there in the rain, 
And I look up and there's a couple that comes to every Bobcats match. And for the life of me, I can never remember what their names are. I think her name is Abby. Maybe it's a, it's a guy and his wife. It's a guy and his wife. They stand at the, they sit at the top of the section that game. They came down and stood with me and they were like, man, this sucks. And I was like, I'm, I was like, yes, I agree. But thank you for being here with me. Shout out to them. I, I wonder if I know know them. <clears throat> I don't know, but they're at every match. Huh. Well, cool. And it makes me happy. I hope they uh, stumble I, upon this this podcast, yeah. which which I want to do a slight detour. Okay. So yeah. we wanted to. You're thinking of naming this podcast on the Rooster and the Villain channel, uh, Bobcat in a cockfight, or what was yeah. the full name? There's a full name. Don't don't bring a bobcat to a cockfight. don't fight. bring a bobcat to a cockfight. Yeah. It is long, is my thing it's, though. It's, so if it was a on a podcast, yeah. But then it the says, dad in me really wants to name it uh, Maryland Bobcast. Oh, uh, that's I don't I don't hate it. I don't I don't hate it. I just I I see I dr- I drive for the name to be as long as those manscaped ads that Knights Who Say Nisa are currently doing. <laughs> no, those are that you're just yeah. like man, they're still talking about their balls. Well, got to get that money, you know. I'm not a hater. Although I still I don't think I'm gonna try out dude wipes. I'm sorry, fellas. If you <laughs> maybe. Alright. So let's get to some more Bobcats action here. Um early season results. Current record, they are at three, two, and three. They're third in the East Table. They're tied on points with stars at eleven and have a plus three goal differential to the stars a uh, uh, plus eleven. So they started out real hot. Tie at Chattanooga. Then they slaughtered Flower City at home, which is a beautiful game. Very fun in the old Bay Brigade section. Uh, then Syracuse Pulse, they beat 3-1. And then they beat 1-0. Uh, they beat Flower City away, 1-0. So they started uh, 3-1-0. <clears throat> so, I mean, I mean, let's, let's, let's take the, the full bore here. The season started out real hot. Um, we walked into this thinking it was going to be a hell of a ride. And I mean, it's been a hell of a ride, but it's been a downhill ride on that roller coaster. Um, you, you, I mean, you said it, that, that 6-1 run against Flower City, I think we caught a team off guard that didn't know what to expect. 3-1 three, three Syracuse Pulse, I think we got... I think we ended up again with a team that wasn't sure what to expect in disarray um, behind the scenes too, with the the ownership, yeah, and not paying with a mess <laughs> with a mess behind the show. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got to want to like the issue for me, and it's something that I talked to a bit with Creel about, and it's been talked about on on the protagonist channel. It's deteriorating, um, and every game looks slightly worse. Um, and that scares the daylights out of me. Um, but it takes time to gel. It, it takes time to gel. And you've got, you've got pulse this weekend at pulse. So at laser, the away game at Romeo is going to be crappy, um, but they can do it. Um, that's Michigan Stars yeah, the new on the facility. 18th of June. So it's still listed as Romeo. 
for the record. Okay. What's the new facility um, called? Like Mar- Michigan uh, Champions the, Sports the, Complex? The Michigan, the Southwest the Michigan Stars. <laughs> The Michigan Stars uh, Sports Center. Sports Center. And then you have to go, da-na-na, (laughs) da-na-na, afterwards. Um, And then you have to say, but we didn't steal that. That's the the Yunkai difference. (laughs) We can Um, talk about that field a little later, but let's keep going. (laughs) The game on the 18th of June is still listed at Romeo Stadium. Um, And then the, the Bobcats come back to Maryland. Um, they have one match on the 9th of July, and then they don't play again until the first week of August. So they get a full month off through July. And then they've got games the 3rd of August, 6th, 13th, 17th, 20th, 24th, 27th. It gets, it gets real hot in August. Um, yeah, so August is a Wednesday at the Plex. A Saturday at Finley, so that's Plex Finley back back to the Plex for the following Saturday. Finley would be the one I can't commit to anything because I have two children. But if you wanted to organize an away day, Finley would be definitely the one. So I I looked at Finley, um, and I have a close friend who is currently stationed in Nashville with the Army. Um, but it looks like he is going to be deploying before August. I don't even know where Chattanooga so, is in comparison to Nashville. Is that close? N- nowhere near. <laughs> <laughs> we would get down there and we would take a very long ride in an Uber. Hmm. Um, so after Chattanooga at Finley, I think next season we'll hit Finley. We'll do some yeah, away yeah. games next season. Um, there's just not a lot of away games that, that fit. I, my Saturday, sister August lives 13th. in Michigan, and all uh, my I went to school in Michigan. I think uh, Michigan Sports Center would be the place I'd think about going. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that interview with Trevor James, all about family friendly. You know how to make it unfamily friendly? Bring us in there. <laughs> you know, uh, so, that's West Michigan for you, though. It's like a. Yeah. Very family friendly oriented place. I will say the crowd so, looked kind of nice at the facility oh, for yeah. the first we'll, game. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a moment. Hey, so you've got what's up? All right, Alex. So uh, we were just chatting, but we had a new guest appear into the podcast. Uh, Jake, would you mind introducing yourself, or do you go by James? Uh, I go by I go by Jake. I know that's a uh, kind of a weird thing. Sometimes my wife yells at me for that. Um, my dad, uh, my dad's call sign when he was in the Marine Corps was Jake, so it stuck, Jake Jr. Nice, yeah, nothing wrong with that. And I, I understand you're joining us from is it El Paso. Yeah, El Paso, Texas. I um, I'm originally from North Carolina. Um, joined the military and got stationed out here. Uh, met a local girl, bought a house, and now I'm here. Nice. Do you uh, run across the Dan Vaughn out in El Paso? Actually, you know what I um. We had been, we met right before, or no, not met, but um, came aware of each other, I think, like, right as the pandemic was kicking off. And um, we kept saying, like, oh, we're going to meet up, we're going to have a beer, we're going to have a beer, we're going to have a beer, and it never happened. And then randomly, uh, I went to go see the drums at a local concert venue here, and I posted it on Twitter, and all of a sudden, he's like, hey, you know, you know, I'm here too. And I was like, Oh shit. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. That was like, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 
I'm sure it's a I'm sure it's a little little bit more interactive than a oh, Creole yeah. sighting. The Creole sighting involves him going like no, this and hiding. I talked to him for a while last game. He's just like I, I look at that man as like the uh, the Einstein of Nisa soccer. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. His um his soccer history pods were fantastic or are fantastic. Are those on protagonist? Um, I believe so. I, I can't remember when the last one was that I listened to, but it go. I believe it went all the way back to like early 1900s American yeah. soccer. And then that's and that's how um, protagonist started doing the vintage oh, kits. Yeah. <clears throat> Some of those vintage kits are really yeah. These cool. things are sweet. The uh, if I if I wasn't blowing fifty grand on a wedding this year, I'd I'd oh, be shit. I'd be kit down, baby. I like the Savannah Clover's long sleeve. That thing looks nice. Oh yeah, the uh, which the ones I got? I got that one. I got the Brooklyn Dry Docks, and I think that's it. I was trying to get the Vampire one, but they they ran out of those. I like that uh, glitch kit you're currently rocking as well. So, so from El Paso, how the hell did you become interested in the Bobcats? My uh, my dad is from Bethesda, and my mother is from uh, the Eastern Shore. So every summer, um, well, actually, my my dad, my and his uh, brothers and sisters all graduated from University of Maryland. So I grew up a Terps fan. My uncle turned me into a um, Orioles fan. God help me, but. Um, damn straight there's two of you on here a world of a world yeah. of pain i call it i love jeffrey mayer jeffrey oh mayer. no no <laughs> grew up a yankees fan <laughs> that, was, uh, that was my congratulations to because uh, i have a bunch of like my grandfather's from brooklyn so his family is in new york and they're all yankees fans and that was my congratulations to jeter for the hall of fame was you know congratulations on an awesome career and that wasn't a home run it wasn't. <laughs> VAR would have pulled that shit oh, back. The beginning of the dark ages. But yeah, um Yeah, that was that was a, a turning point. <laughs> turning point. Yeah, the Orioles are pathetic and have been for a very, very long time here. Watch Sorry, your fellas. mouth. Watch your just mouth. The truth. I'm not even a Yankee fan, it's just the truth. Well yeah, I agree. We uh one buck show Walter year. Oh yeah. ALE, ALE's champions was 2013. I was there for all of that. A miracle. I was I was <laughs> crying and chugging a Miller Lite. Nice. I skipped college I skipped college finals to go to that that bases clearing double with Delman Young. It was the wow. loudest I've the loudest noise I've ever heard in my life. Huh. That's that's cool, but yeah, let's get back into it. So you said so now, now do you just watch the games uh, from home? Yeah, I watch them from home. My uh, my dad's family currently lives in Oakton. They moved from Bethesda, I think, shoot, maybe like ten years ago. So they're still in the DMV area. And uh, my my little brother and I would spend every summer like go two weeks up, and we'd do the whole DC, Smithsonian, all that stuff. So a lot of a lot of roots in that area. And then, um. Actually, meeting Dan Vaughn was the one who got me in, or noticing Dan Vaughn on Twitter was what got me into lower league soccer. And I believe I started with um, PDXFC, which I own a little piece of now. And then um, I realized, oh, oh shoot, there's a there's a team in the DMV. Like, that's going to be my team. So, that's nice. Well, uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast, uh, 
we're going to try to do these things every every Tuesday, drop them weekly for a while. So, yeah, we've got um, – what's your last name again? Kennecke? Kennecke, yeah. Jake Kennecke, <clears throat> Alex Windsor, and Mike Steenstra. And, yeah, we're old Bay Brigade, and we're going we're gonna to drop these things. So uh, let me ask Alex, since he's been to a lot of the games in person – you know, recent form. What's what's going on with the Bobcats? Um, it's been dismal, um, to say the least. So, current form: last five win, draw, loss, loss, loss. Um, and those three losses were to uh, Flower City, Michigan, and sorry, no, 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 sorry, uh, the two-one loss in the rain at the Plex on the seventh of May. Then a 2-1 loss in Rochester at the Garden, and then a 4-1 loss this past week, or the 21st at the Plex. Um, <clears throat> current form, like I said, has been dismal. Um, they're, it, the passing has been rough. Um, the boys look like they're struggling to know where each other are. Um, I think that with some of the more – Winning clubs in the league, you're seeing players that know where the hell each other are all the time. Um, Nagelstad and Taylor Gray know where they are at all. I mean, yeah, they got seven goals in two games all of a sudden. Stinking Nagelstad. He's like the Erling Holland of Nisa. Yeah. But the thing that I'm seeing most, and we've talked about it at matches, and the Knights have talked about it on the podcast, the – Defense is getting caught a lot. Um, and it's like with Flower City, they were just going straight down the middle. It was concerning to watch. Um, and I think it's just going to take some discussion and gelling. I, I, I trust Coach Rostello, and I think that he is a very tactical coach. Um, he's not an up-in-your-face um, I, I always call it the American style of coaching. He is incredibly tactical, and I'm very interested to see what he's going to do with this team. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. The defense has given up eight goals in the last three games. Terrible. But I think more of the, you know, the defense backline is obviously a problem. But it's just they cannot move the ball from their backline through the midfield at all, and that's giving their defense a hell of a time. To be brutally honest, the one that made me the most frustrated to watch was Flower City. Um, because Flower City, that wasn't like a lucky bounce. That was right down the middle through the defense and in. Um, uh, the first goal against Chattanooga was a a slip by Clegg on the defense because it was pouring rain. Um, and the plex was a, a swamp, but Nagelstad was right there. He was at the right place at the right time. Um, this past week, you were there, Mike, with with Bay Cities, and I'm sure you watched it, Jake. The there was just lots of like it falling into the perfect spot, or yeah. like a defensive break that was just like a lucky breakdown. Like the uh, I can get I can understand a lucky break, but. But having people go down the middle is just not great. It's it's stressful to see too, because I mean, like even last year, like we weren't scoring a lot of goals, but we were still holding people. Yeah. Like the the DCFC game, I remember that was a big talking point. Is like, oh, we only gave up one to them, we tied them. 
And yeah, it's frustrating. Like, cause we were, we were scoring a lot at the beginning of the year and then now that dried up and then the defense is just not, not doing what they're supposed to. Yeah. And then you saw Darwin Espinal off the field and they finally got uh, Elijah Amo back in the second half of the last game, and he brought a lot of life back up there too. So it was good to see him back. And they are missing two key players that were scoring a lot of those goals early on. But they, they, as a possession-based team, they haven't been able to possess the ball very well and, and progress it up the field. And I love the sentiment of, hey, we're going to be healthy in time for the playoffs. If you don't fall into those top three spots, you don't make the playoff. So you've got – I was talking – before uh, you stepped in, Jake, we were talking about the upcoming matches. You've got June 4th this Saturday at Laser Stadium in Syracuse. Then you've got two against uh, Michigan. And then you've got a month before the next match. And then in August, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven get matches. <laughs> and it's seven matches – like it's a Wednesday, Saturday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Are they playing Nice? Are they playing Independent Cup games in the summer? In that so break? the Independent Cup has not officially been announced. I'm going to take a look at the Nisa website and see if they've bothered to post anything. No, nothing at all. So. After the Nisa, after the Nisa Twitter account announced that the Independent Cup was happening, it just kind of disappeared. Um, Evan Ramist seems to think that we're going to see an Independent Cup game in that month-long break, but from what I've heard, it sounds. But it, from what I've heard, it sounds like it's going to be just one match for the NISA clubs. Yeah, that's what I saw too. The amateur clubs play kind of a round robin to play the NISA clubs. Yeah, is what I thought I saw. So I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah. This will be we'll this see. will be my first. This will be my first time ever witnessing the Independent Cup. I wasn't. I was. I had never been to a Bobcats game the last time they were in the Independent Cup. So. I would think some of our reserves get a chance to be in the first team. Yeah, put yeah. put Hawk in the goal and let him play around. Um, the other thing that you didn't mention, Mike, that I'm that me I have a personal um, love of this player, and he went down last match was um, Felix Felix Anon, um, and it looks like he's from what I'm reading and seeing. It looks like a, at least a couple of weeks. Um, I think he probably either hyperextended something or pulled something. Um, he went down pretty hard in the match, um, tried to work it out, and then just had to stop and say, take me off the pitch. I love Christian. I think Christian plays great. But there's just something about the aggressiveness of Felix that I love. Um, but I'm also just that kind of person. Felix plays in a way where – like after the first few games of getting to watch him, I you know I looked at his profile on Fob Mob and I'm like, holy shit, he's five nine. Yeah, he, you can tell. Wait, what? There. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's tinier he's keeper. Holy yeah. shit, I've never but called yeah, him he's, that. It's amazing how popular he is too, coming from his home country. Like, yeah, you you sing his praises and then immediately you got like fifty people from Ghana following you on Twitter. 
He's yes. verified on Twitter right now. Yeah, yeah. I th- he was a national team keeper at one point. Yeah, true. So, uh huh. Jeez, he was. That's cool. He probably has a legit visa. <laughs> yes. Oof. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I I love that dude. Seeing him go down, that was that was definitely a an oh shit moment. Yeah, that was uh, not wonderful. What not else sticks wonderful. out to you about the uh, the squad right now, Jake? Um, one thing actually that I've been bummed not to see. I mean, I guess I don't I don't know. Maybe if you know, I wouldn't think he's like new at this point because he's been around for a while. But the local club here in El Paso, uh, Moses McKinday used to play for El Paso Locomotive, and I've been really interested in seeing what he could do at the NISA level. He he had some really good games for El Paso here, and I was I was looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, I've I uh, he walked in, and I was very excited. Um, I was very excited to see him pop up, and I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, um, who else on the roster sticks out to you guys? The guys I've been liking so far this year: um, Yaya Fane, Elijah Amo, earlier in the season. Uh, both those guys have really liked the way they've been playing. Um, do do either of you guys know the return time? Uh, Argetta's supposed to come back, right? Or has he been back? He, he got on the field recently, right? In the second half so of Argueta, the last... So Argueta, um, I got a little bit of information from a family member at the last match. Um, because when I went to my first match for the Bobcats, it was me and Argueta's family. <laughs> so we kind of became became relatively close. So not close. Um, so I said to him, what happened? Close enough like for he, info. He was like, he went out on the pitch, he made a run, and then he pulled the same muscle again. No, I didn't even notice that. So he is back on the injured list. Um, he is one that I just want to see healthy for a couple of games at a time. Like yeah. uh, he is so damn fast. Um, he's like wa- – the best way I could describe him is he's like watching a kid play FIFA. <laughs> like the stops, the breaks, the turns are just clean as day. Um, other than him, Noah Wright has looked really awesome for me. Sam Solomon has looked excellent. Um, I'm very interested to see what the recent pickup, Mo Alewine, is going to equate to. Um, and then Davey Mason, him in that mask, man. I sure. I have really high hopes for him. Um, I, I think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, you mentioned Elijah Amo and then Brandon Clegg, man. I was, oh, yeah. I was sad to see um, – see uh what's his name head to tormenta last season yeah jake dangler yeah yeah dangler's a he's nasty I, I like watching i watched him. him play at the bobcats and i watched him play for uh the blast and that dude has a lead foot like only michael bradley has had <laughs> and while i think <laughs> while i despise michael bradley with all my life he had a foot that could send that ball the length of the pitch. And that's what Jake had. And I feel like that's what, um, I feel like that's what Clegg has coming into it. I just want to see them use him more. Uh, I want to see them make use of that man. 
So, I mean, I, I feel like he does pretty well. I, he takes a lot of their, their – well, with Darwin Espinal out, it looks like he's a free kick option. He's a big body in the box. Uh, not a big body like the Michigan Stars have, but it's uh, a big body. Yeah, he's got to get his head in there a little more, right? Now, that, that free kick that Clegg had, I think I think it was either one of y'all were talking to uh, to the team about it on, on social media. Did it hit someone or yes, was that like did. a noble ball? So when they shot it, the defend the the line, the last man in the line shifted his body and got it with like what I can only assume is the bone in his hip. Uh huh. Because that thing hooked hard. But the eleven sports you, angle looked like a straight up rocket ship into the back yeah. of the net. But then yeah, the, the extra angle is deflected. But if you watch it in both shots. That came off his foot with fire. Yeah, yeah. I don't care that. I don't care that that got deflected. That had some heat behind it, and the only reason it did what it did was because of the speed it left his foot. Yeah, like if that had been a softer kick, that would not have deflected in that manner. And the the spin of it didn't allow it to arc much, but it just like whiffled slightly. That was a bonkers goal to see in real in real time it still rose the entire time yes. which is just it was crazy it reminded me i played lacrosse all through high school it reminded me of like a really vicious what we called riser in lacrosse where you'd whip it at low and you'd arc it and it would hit the top corner these marylanders and the lacrosse and the <laughs> national title and all that hey jake i don't know if <laughs> yeah. you saw if you saw the new supporter kit that Olive and York just dropped on Twitter. Um, oh, they put it on Twitter? Yes. Check that out because – and I'm wearing my Olive and York tonight because uh, Timber Flynn and Michael at Olive and York hooked us up and we've got our own Old Bay Brigade supporters kit. Not only do you get the flag on the sleeves, you get the four all on the neck on the collar piece and you get tortoise shell pattern in the str- in the hoops. It is oh pretty sexy God. looking. That, sexy. that tortoise shell is right up there for you and your family. That that Terps bloodline. That that is beautiful. Yes. You guys knocked it out of the park. Yes, it turned out stunning. It turned out stunning. Um, I'll give the assist to Creel on that uh, on that tortoise shell idea. That was him. Um, and it does have. Take notice to that uh, yellow sleeve. It's got that good old true respite keyhole on there. Because we gotta, we gotta um, give some love to our guys. We gotta ship this guy a beer to El Paso. We'll get you. We'll get it. <laughs> Do you like hazies? Or we oh, need yeah. to, uh, or nice. we need to ship Jake to Maryland. I or I took a trip. I took a trip to Florida recently, so I have to like a give it a little bit of a break time for my boss, and then uh, I'm gonna I'm planning a trip out there to see my grandparents. And that's the, on the, on the what agenda. in the world could drive Bring you Grandpa? He can come sit with the old baby. Speaking game. speaking of Florida, did either of you watch the uh, the Flower City match this past week? So Flower not. City played. Who did they play against this past week? Jeez. They they were playing in California. Oh, they played uh, Cal United. So yeah. Cal United they played them tough, the, too, didn't they? Say it again. 
They played them kind of tough, right? It was like two. Yes, it was a it was a one zero one zero loss. One nil, yeah. Um, so the whole match, and this has been the best thing watching eleven sports. Like they're changing the ticker at all times, and like there was one point in one match where it said Maryland, it said Michigan Stars instead of Maryland Bobcats. It feels like I'm watching an illegal stream, you know. And like then it changed match. to Maryland Bobcats, but with the Michigan Stars logo, and then it changed to the proper name. And it said we had scored 11 goals. But so Flower City, playing Cal United, Flower City's acronym, instead of being FCU for Flower City Union, it was FLO. And my mm. first thought was, why would they do them dirty like that Hello. and give them Florida? Yeah. So yeah. I kid you not, I had not had that stream on for two minutes. And the announcer said, hopefully this man can strike this goal for Florida. I heard and that I on like, Twitter. Oh, I did hear that clip. Oh, I was no. like, he doesn't Hilarious. even know what team they're playing. <laughs> He's no Adam Gotkin. That guy knows. Yeah. Get yourself a 16-year-old that knows what they're doing. 18. Sorry, 18. I can't believe he's that young. That kid is amazing. So man. polished. Yeah. yeah. And it's and if good, you like but... follow him, if you follow him on Twitter, Jake, he literally is doing it every day. He's on a yeah. call for something every single day. The Bobcats might lose him. He might go to college in uh, September. Yeah, I don't going know. away to uh, Syracuse. Oh, uh, if he ends up on the pulse, nah, no, nah, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> so let's talk about upcoming. Let's get back on track here. Upcoming, you've got. Uh, Laser Stadium this Saturday against Syracuse Pulse. Then you're in, you're at Romeo Stadium. You're at Romeo Stadium on the 18th, back in the in the hometown high school stadium in Michigan. And then you've got Maryland coming home with Michigan Stars to the Soccerplex on July 9th. So it's two matches a week and a half apart at Maryland or away, and then back in Maryland. Um, what do you think? What do you think for Syracuse? I think it's a good opportunity to get three wins. I mean, as opposed to playing a West Coast team, but let's be realistic. I'm saying they're going to get maybe five points out of this this three set of games. I here. I think, I, sadly, and I hate to say this because I don't like to be dismal. I am an Orioles fan. Um, I see a win at Pulse. I see a draw one of the two matches with Michigan, and I hopefully see a win in the third or in the second. So I think Pulse is going to be tough, but not unbeatable. Um, as long as they don't put Mason Moyer in, if they put Mason Moyer in, uh, the old day brigade loves Mason Moyer because, um, he is a nice guy. That's one of the uh, Achilles we, heel of the supporters group is we fall in love with someone on the other team every time. I mean, the <laughs> thing with Mason Moyer is I don't know if they painted those shorts on him or what, but good boy. <laughs> um, he Shout came out Anders from Bay Cities as well. Oh, Coach got Anders. it going on. Anders, Anders man. Durs, our guy. The, the best part, Jake, the best part of Bay Cities – was just like having real conversation with their coach slash owner slash president. It was insane. He was so friendly. And then at the end of the match, we were leaving and I'm driving Mike to his car and 
he's in his 14 passenger van that he brings the team to games in and he's getting out protein shakes for the team because he forgot to bring them in in the cooler. And I'm like, you're, this is like, I, I play beer league ice hockey and that was the most beer league Nisa thing I've ever seen. I was wondering earlier today if they drove those vans to Michigan to. and to Chattanooga, right? They, they didn't take to. flights again. They had to. That's a grueling road trip. Yeah, that's we're talking about. We're talking about a, a soccer club in a sprinter van? Yeah. Oh, no. And it wasn't the best, Sprinter. The be- it was like it was like one of those 15 passenger vans. You well, know? they rolled so they rolled in Jake to Maryland with two sub with with two subs and a goalkeeper, an extra goalkeeper. Uh-huh. They went to Michigan with one sub and a goalkeeper. And they went to Chattanooga with three subs and a keeper. Damn. I mean, going fast yeah. and fast and loose. I kind of love it. All right, Jake, what's your predictions? And then we probably got to wrap this sucker up because I was playing on a half hour. And then we got chatting Bobcats and it got out of hand because Alex and I did 15 minutes and now we're up to 27. So We can cut anything out. No, nah, man, I, I think people are going to love this Bobcats contest <laughs> content. So Syracuse, uh, not necessarily super hot. What is it? Uh, a win, a draw, and three losses in their last five. One of those losses was to us, three one. Um, I think I think we definitely get a win out of that. And as far as things are going, I think that's the one you you have to win. And then the stars, I could see us getting, I could see us getting four points out of that, at least three at home, and then. We'll see what happens on the road. The Stars are unfortunately in good form right now, so we'll see about the the away game. You'd imagine would be tougher than maybe at the Plex. We can get some. Hear some me out. This is a hot us. take. Okay, hot take. I do not like George Yunkai at all, but <laughs> super hot. His team. <laughs> it's a hot take. His team <laughs> has been busting their ass. His team, albeit very tall and very Caucasian, are doing a really killer job. Trevor, have you ever been to Michigan, West Michigan? <laughs> keep, their coach, Trevor James, is killer. He is brilliant. Um, he's also excellent to listen to. Shout out to the Knights who say Nisa um, the, with their newest episode. And I'm going to say this and I'm going to regret it. I don't hate the sports center. I think that that is a very, you said, and I've heard Western Michigan has a very family atmosphere. I don't know that the, the guys that George has created his, his personal approach has been very family friendly, but I do not hate the thought of him taking it that route. That was all of their youth teams, and that was awesome. Those kids were ecstatic. Planning, are they planning to put stand, stands there? So have according to, be, right? to the podcast with Trevor, they are working on it in real time. So stands, all that stuff. That stadium, that complex has been there a while. That's, that's really just the soccerplex without the stands. Um, and a very, very, very new-looking plastic pitch. Now, I wish it was on standard grass, but I digress. 
when when you were when you're talking about their youth team doing it, are you talking about them building that place like Swiss Family Robinson style? Yes. <laughs> no way. So, but so the the if you watch back any of that match, whether it be clips on Twitter or watch it back on Eleven, the entire perimeter of the field was kids and their families, and it was all of Michigan's youth organizations. That club has a bunch of youth teams, sort of like the Bobcats do. And Albion. Yes. Like, seeing the youth teams come out to the Plex is so much fun. I mean, that's how you draw a crowd, and that's where a lot of the Bobcats fans come from right now, too, when you see the the youth clubs roll up their parents. Albeit, I I love the traditional soccer atmosphere. But right now, that traditional soccer atmosphere is not where you're drawing people. If we yeah. if if the old Bay Brigade comes to matches and curses and screams and and causes a ruckus and is really nasty, that's not going to work in the favor of what the team is building. Mm. Like a couple of weeks when Michigan came to town the first time, we had a young man by the name of Henry that came and sat with us, who was seven, mind you, Jake, and he stood there and he played those drums like Animal from the Muppet Babies. And he just banged on those drums and screamed about Michigan for an hour. And everyone had a headache, but it was so much fun because he was just having a good time. Like every one of us, every one of us goes to matches to have a good time. All right, guys, I, we got to we gotta end it here, though. We got to do uh, – no, it's all good. Do you want to count that as your rant or would you like another rant? I'll, you're, you're I'll, more that's than welcome my rant. Because that's my rant. the villain always ends with rants. That's Always my rant. Threat. You sure? I, I feel like I'm going to – There's that one little more piece of the rant, but I'll see. All right. I'm going to do a rant real quick. And my rant is to somebody. It doesn't have to be the organization, but maybe it could be one of the, the fans. Please, can we have the roster in the formation that they're playing released somewhere before? It could be way after games. You could do it Damn a week straight. later. But I just want to see the formation, where the players are on the field because I think – the team itself is lacking information, no fault of the club its own, but it's just like that's what I'm hoping this podcast becomes is a little more information about the Bobcats and then maybe we can build and see some more shit coming coming um, as far as content is concerned. True. So that's what I got. True. Yeah, Fot Mob is unreliable with formations like like I, I like I said, I go to the locomotive games here and it's the same thing. Like you'll see like a, a center back playing striker on Fot Mob and it's like that that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to talk about it tonight on the podcast, but I was like, I don't think I can place where all the players are on the field. And, and I got to go yeah. back and watch some games and then I could probably piece it together a little more, but it would be nice to mm-hmm. have it in front of me. And then I would be able to pick it up quicker. You know, you know I can saying? tell you Brandon Clegg plays in the back and Christian yes. and Christian Calkers between the pipes. There we I go. Mean, Welcome. I can, yeah. Espinal on the left wing. Amo is up. Uh, he's a winger, I believe. I think who was playing striker last week? Uh, it wasn't Mount, was it? Isn't Mount a forward? Because Foot, Foot Mob has him as a defender. Foot Mob has that, had it as Boone, Gonzalez. Yeah. And Schneider. Gonzalez is number 32. Playing in the back? Yeah. Oh no, no, no. As our as our forward line. Oh yeah, yeah. Gonzalez has been playing mid to forward. Um, 
he was my personal pariah when it came to the mat, the open cup match with Pittsburgh. Um, Boone was up there. Boone has been a lot of fun to watch. Mahano was up there as well as the match progressed. Forka on the right defense. Clegg is always in the center. Yeah. So we got, yeah, that's my plea. So we I have, just want to see it. We have the roster. We're done. We're good. Any rants, Jake? No, I'm I'm excited for this week. I'm excited that uh that I'm getting to do this with you guys. It's a lot easier than talking to myself the first time I tried yeah. this. Nice. Yeah, I'm happy to, uh, I'm happy people are interested. And a couple other people responded in the thread. I just thought it would be easier to get going with three and then we can introduce some more folks into it if they're interested. Just so. get to the point where we're all just screaming at each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good night. Old Bay Brigade, hosted by Rooster and the Villain.